Hi everybody, this is Linda Goodling with Physiopsychology. In this podcast, I want to talk to you about where we are now at this moment with COVID-19, uh, with staying at home, and with what's going on, and what's really going on, and what we should do. With the coronavirus outbreak, our life basically came to a standstill. We um, do not work or work from home, if we can. Um, there is no entertainment besides the home entertainment, uh, which includes TV and video games, I guess. Um, the state parks are closed. The beaches are closed. Um, we really got a big, big stop sign right in front of us, right? That's where we are right now. So if we look at this, it's kind of interesting because in the past, I heard so many people telling me, oh, my God, I wish my life would not be so hectic. I wish my life, you know, I would have time. Well, now we have time. If, if we look at a typical day of, you know, the typical American person, you know, having a family, you know, how does that, how does it look like? Well, we get up in the morning, we're already overtired because from last day. We get up, we're tired, we're starting a coffee. And while we start the coffee, we already look at our phone and see what the news are. And normally the news are not good, right? Because we never see good news. We always see the bad things that are going on in the world. And then we shower, we get the coffee, we maybe get the kids ready for school, and then we leave going to work, working all day, maybe have time for a lunch break, but it's going to be a short one. Then we come home, maybe we stop by the grocery store, uh, come home, um, talk to the kids if we have time, make dinner, do what's necessary, maybe throw in a lot of laundry or whatever we have to do. And maybe we watch some news, maybe we watch a little bit TV and then we go to bed. And we do that at least five days a week. That's stressful. We don't take a break because we think we can't. But a lot of people said we wish. Oh my God, I wish I would have a break. Well, now we have a break. Now it's right there. There's a reason of that saying, be careful what you wish for because it might, it might come true. You know? So now we have that break and what are we doing with that break? I think the most important thing... Um, if we look at that situation right now from a different perspective, and I really want you want to give you a different perspective on that, is that we got a break. We probably have more time on our hands than we are used to. Now that's gonna be bewildering, isn't it? I mean, for a lot of people it is, I know. And if we have all that time now, what are we doing with our time? What we should do is actually take time for ourselves and look at us and look at our lives. Because in times like this, the best and the worst of people normally comes out. And I can give you a few examples how I experienced it lately. And I'm, I'm you know, I'm normally pretty even keeled, but I nearly lost it. So let me give you a few examples. So right now, um, we cannot really do what we love to do 
we cannot do a lot of shopping, right? Because only essential stores, so to speak, are open. Essential stores are grocery stores and also home improvement stores, right? Because if you have a pipe break or something breaks in your house or in your apartment, you have to be able to fix it. That's essential. Now, if we look at those stores, you know, those stores start um, started um, creating specific rules. So we keep our social distance of six feet. Um, they disinfect the, the shopping carts. They only let so many people in at a time, which I think is a great thing, right? So they make sure that you are not even be exposed to, to be very close to somebody. So they follow the rules. Now, if you stand in line of Home Depot because you need something essential, and I'm going to talk about this here in a second, and you start complaining that you are in line, then I'm sorry, <laughs> then you didn't understand the whole idea about social distancing, right? You stand in line because there are so many people going in, and only so many people can be in the store, so you can keep your social distance. And then people are complaining about it. It's just, it's for me, that's mind-boggling. Maybe they don't understand. Maybe there is a way, a kind of a, it feels to me like entitlement. If I want to do ABC, everybody else has to cater to me. Well, this is not how it works. We should actually work together. And what we should do is we should thank the people in the grocery um, stores like Costco or Fred Meyer or, you know, Winko and, and the people at Home Depot, that they are there, that they work every day so we can go shopping. You know, the interesting thing is that those people who are complain that the lines are long, they're not shopping for essentials. They're shopping for things like flowers or, you know, garden utilities, which are not essential. They're not. But those are the people who are complaining. And that still is mind-boggling to me, and it's very disturbing to me. Because we should have, honestly, different things to, to think about, different things to contemplate. I was at Home Depot the other day because my smoke detectors... Uh, just gave up and I had to get new ones. I considered this essential. So I went to Home Depot and no, I didn't wear a mask because I'm not afraid to get the virus. I honestly, as far as I understand, and I did a lot of research on that, that a mask really doesn't help me anyway because um, I would need a very, very, very good mask, which are not a, which we are not able to get at this moment. So no, I don't wear a mask. I wash my hands very open. I keep my social distance. And besides that, I'm not afraid. And so, so there were people, not only at Home Depot, but also at other stores where I need to get my groceries, which, who had like handkerchiefs or shawls wrapped around their face. Um, and they looked at me like I'm crazy for not wearing anything like that. And, um, you know, to be very honest with you, I think that, 
you know, wrapping a shawl or a handkerchief around your face is actually um, more dangerous than uh, not having a mask at all because what it does, it creates that if there is a virus around, it will actually stick into that cloth, whatever you wear around your face. And because you breathe in and out, it creates a, a moist environment where normally viruses grow faster. But I guess people do that because they are really in fear. And that's what I really want to talk about. I want to talk about the fear, that gut-wrenching fear that we are all in right now. Or better say, most of us are in right now. Um, yeah, all the press, whatever we hear from news is bad, right? We only hear bad news. We only hear how many people die from the coronavirus. We only hear how many people are tested uh, and tested positive and how many new cases there are and so forth and so on. Yeah, that's what we hear. We don't hear how many people already recovered normally. Uh, that's not what we do. We hear all the mistakes the government makes or, you know, we have a shortage on this. We have a shortage on that. So that's all bad news, right? It sounds like world-ending news, but I really don't want to go into the coronavirus um, information um, because there's so much information out. There's conspiracy theories. There's all kinds of stuff out. And honestly, I don't think that we will ever know the real facts because until today, we don't know if people who died supposedly from the coronavirus, if they really died from the virus or with the virus. We don't know that. And um, that's why I really don't even want to go in there too deep. But what I would like to do is talk to you about the fears. The fears that come out, and that is really when our, so to speak, worst is coming out. When our fears take over. If we are in fear, if we, if we are scared of something, a lot of things happen, not only in our physical body, but also mentally, psychologically, and emotionally. As I mentioned in my uh, former podcast, if we are afraid of something, if we step into fear, so to speak, we immediately lower our immune system. So actually, you know, being in fear of the virus is way more likely for us to get it because we lower our immune system. Um, if we are in fear, you know, what's happening is we are scared. Okay, let's say, I'm, let's say we're scared of, of getting the virus, right? So we are scared. We are thinking, oh my God, what happens if I get the virus? If I get the virus, um, then... I have to be isolated. I have to go to the hospital. Will my insurance cover it? That's the next thing. Um, how about my family? Um, I have a mother uh, who is older. Um, what if she can, if she uh, gets it? Uh, did I get in contact? With whom did I get in contact besides my family? Or did I infect all my family? And then nothing happened yet. Nothing happened yet. Nobody has the coronavirus in this family. But the the mental thoughts are spinning out of control, okay? So there's this original thought, what if I catch it? I don't have it, but what if I catch it? And then all those thoughts follow. And with every thought is an emotion, sensation, or reaction connected. 
There's this fear. There's the, a sense of powerlessness, helplessness, panic. Um, uh, and then there's other things like rage. Okay. Well, why would I get it? Why do, do not other people get it? You still don't have the virus, but that's, that, those are the thoughts. And then the next, uh, the next set of thoughts come in and, um, how am, how am I going to do this with my, um, with my insurance? I don't know if my insurance covers it. What, uh, who is taking care for the kids and so forth and so on. And the spiral, the mental emotional spiral goes down and down and down the drain. This is where we cannot think normal anymore. This is where our mind takes over to a fictional thing. It's not even reality, but it's fictional. And that's what we're doing. We are thinking, we're getting in that state of fear where we completely lose control of what we are thinking, of what we are feeling, of what we're doing, because we are just grippled by that fear. And very often, if we are in that much fear, we lash out to others. It's just a human thing that we do because we feel so powerless and so helpless that we lash out on others and they don't even know what hit them. But fear is a thing that is very prevalent in our world, in the micro world as in the macro world. You know, if... I have worked for many companies and, um, you know, I know people who work for big corporations and, you know, corporations don't protect their employees because they are afraid to be sued. That's fear right there. Okay. People are afraid of so many things. This is unbelievable. And I just want to, I just want you to look at this, look at the fear around you. You know, um, also if we, you know, and I'm not saying that the government is doing things right. I'm not saying that. Okay. Don't, don't, please don't get me wrong here. But if we start, if we keep blaming our government, if we keep blaming everybody else, oh, they take all the money. Well, let me give you some information. There's more money on the planet than air to breathe. If we believe that money is limited, that's where our issue starts. And then, again, we go into fear that there is not enough. There is not enough money. There is not enough of anything on this planet. No, we have everything in abundance but fear is keeping us from seeing that. Fear does not, fear is very limiting. Fear does not let us look over our um, plate, so to speak. Doesn't, doesn't allow us. We are grippled by fear. And we really have to get out of that state. What we should do right now is we should look at ourselves. We should look at our lives. We should look at our past and say, okay, what have I done in the past? What am I doing now? Is what I'm doing now what I really love? Does it make me happy? Does my job make me happy? Does my partner make me happy? Do I have to make changes for me to be happy? 
that's something we should do in our free time. And I know this is this is a hard thing to do because at this point we have to be honest with ourselves. That's not an easy thing to do. But that would be, in my world, that would be the best way to use the time that we have right now. And I want to make sure that you understand this right. So um, if I say, look at your life, look at yourself, I'm not saying blame somebody else for whatever happened to you, okay? That doesn't lead anywhere. Just look at it. Try to be, I know it's kind of hard. <laughs> uh, I normally delete my emotions before I look at something. Um, look at those things and say, okay, this is what I did. This is just what I did. Stop guilting yourself for what you did in the past. If it didn't go anywhere, well, you know what? I truly believe that everybody did the best thing they could in any second of their life. And we evolve. And we learn. So really important is to step away from the fear, from the collective fear, from all the fear that is constantly around us through social media and the press and the news. Um, just go to yourself and say, okay, I want to just look at my life right now. Am I happy? In order for me to be happy, what do I need to change? Do I need to make changes? Because now is the best time. Because you have time. You are given time to really research that within yourself. Don't have to meditate about it. Just sit down. And if you have to write a list what you would like to have and what it is and what you like to have, then do that. Use any kind of method that is good for you. But I'm advising you not to blame anybody because that is just keeping you exactly where you are. Now, when I say go out of the fear, what's the, what's the opposite of fear? It's definitely trust. If you would talk to people who have this innate trust, this trust that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay. That is what I ultimately would love everybody to be. I know we're not there yet. Trust me. I am aware of that. I see it every day. And I experience it every day with other people. But that's where we ultimately want to go. We want to go back to trusting. Trusting ourselves. Trusting life. Trusting the universe or source or however you want to call that that is benevolent, that in any situation, the best thing will come to us and not that we would get punished for whatever we did. That's really an old paradigm and we have to get away from that very quickly to make changes in this world. And we need to make changes in this world. Changing the world starts with ourselves, not the outside world, no. Changing the world means changing ourselves. Being considerate. Entitlement doesn't lead us anywhere. Fear doesn't lead us anywhere. It really means that we have to change ourselves. We need to stop the blame game. 
We need to stop blaming others for things not working in our lives. If we are in a very bad relationship, then we need to consider what we have to do and maybe get out of it. If we are in a job that we don't like, then maybe we should find another one. We should just look for it. And I know that right now you might not be able to find it, but at least you can make the decision. Because once you make the decision and you are really and truly and honestly convinced that this is the right thing for you to do, the universe will move everything around you because your vibration changes. And then things fall into place. It's really how it works. I have seen it many, many times also in my life. Things can change and we can change. In order for us to change, we first have to look at ourselves. We need to see the, the need that we change something. And sometimes it's just little things that make a huge, huge difference. I was at Costco the other day and um, they are very particular right now. You cannot step right in front of the cashier, they lead you there and they, you know, disinfect everything after every customer. And there was a, a, a really nice, sweet girl um, standing there directing people to the cash registers. And I was just talking to her and, and I asked her and, and I said, are you afraid that you catch the virus? And she said, no, I wash my hands and I'm careful. But I decided that I do not let fear take over my life. That's not how I want to live. And I was so happy to hear that because really fear is a choice. Fear is not something that we are born with. Fear is what we learn through our childhood and our adulthood. It's not something that we are born with. So... In order to let go of the fear and get more into trust, what we need to do is what I call mental hygiene. To really get, into, get to a state where we actually observe ourselves and observe what we think. And at some point say, stop, this is <laughs> really not real. It's not even a real situation. Look at what you have right now. Look at where you are right now. And go from there. Try to do some mental hygiene. As you shower every day and as you brush your teeth, you also need to practice mental hygiene. In order to not live in fear. Because that is a very, very limiting thing. And, you know, the other issue is, vibrationally speaking, what you send out is what you get back. If you're constantly thinking, oh my God, I will get the coronavirus. I'm so scared because I get the coronavirus. You very likely, you're more likely to get it than not because that's what you send out. And I really just want to emphasize that, that you understand that you don't have to be in fear. I truly believe that more people at the end of the day will die of the fear of the coronavirus than really from the virus itself. Just because what fear does to us uh, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, and physically. 
So if you're still afraid that you would get infected by the virus, you can go to my website, um, lindagoodling.com, sign up, and you will get an email with two recordings. One is a daily strengthening of your central nervous system and your surroundings, which I would highly recommend you to do. It's completely free. And the other one, I made a specific one uh, to delete all the fears um, and emotions, sensations, reactions, any kind of traumatic experiences with the coronavirus. Those recordings are completely free. If you sign up, you get an email with two download links. And take advantage of it. I did that because I want people to get out of fear. I want our world to be better. And the more fear we project, the more we add to the collective fear. And that's not helping anybody here. All right. Well, um, if you have any questions or if you feel that... um, you have deeper issues um, about, you know, the virus or sickness, illness, and disease, um, you can book a consultation. Just go to lindagoodling.com. If you have any questions, um, send me a Facebook message or um, you can send me an email to lynda.goodling22 at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening.